What's up, everybody? It's Chad again. I'm back with another episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic. This day, well, this time, I have my doctor with me. Um, her name is Lori, and I actually don't know what your last name is. Sanchez. Sanchez. All right, Lori Sanchez. That's the first time <laughs> me hearing it. She's my doctor, right? Um, so anyway, we're here again with another episode, and I brought her in. Um, she's going to update you guys on the medical cannabis stuff. We're going to talk about you know, what she does, um, who Destino Bella is, and that's the name of the business, correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk about that and everything. And I got a couple more topics to talk about. If you guys are following me on social medias or Facebook or anything like that, you know that this week has been kind of a crazy week and there's a a little bit to talk about, but it really is just catered straight to New Mexico. Um, So before we get started, I want to introduce you officially so you can go ahead and say hello to everybody. Thank you for joining. Uh, Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, Officially, my whole name is Lorraine Sanchez uh, and I'm a nurse practitioner and I um, um, I guess the founder of our company, Destino Fella, mm-hmm. which is just an all-encompassing private practice, really. But um, our goals are to help with preventative care, things that the regular medical system traditionally doesn't address or talk about, and um, just bringing things to my community to help my community. Yeah, nice, and that's great. I mean, I even saw on your social media that you know you took care of skin tags for someone or you know, something like that, or yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting to see, you know, because it's like I do cards, skin tags, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, um, and so that's why I think it was really hard to talk about like what it is I do and what is what is our office and what we do. But it's literally, I mean, private practice is an easier way to like say it. It's just this is all the things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. This is everything that interests me, and then I can do it. So I try to do it all in one place. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's just kind of keeping with your niche. Mm-hmm. You know, medical cannabis is you know one of those things that you provide for the community. And that's really great to hear. You know, because you know some providers are still really scared to do that. Um, really scared because of course, um, the laws or regulations, there are just playing out so many updates and changes. And I mean, there's so many other diseases, conditions and things out there that to spend and dedicate the extra time and the education that you need to be Mm -hmm. able to even have a visit and talk about cannabis on a like, you know, research educational like level and then translate it into treatment plans for patients. I mean, that's like a whole nother kitten caboodle that I mean if you're dealing with I'm um, strokes I mean bigger things it's just like you don't have the time to add that to your practice yeah. so I just happen to um, invest the time and kind of make it happen <laughs> nice well you uh, that's good to hear and thank you again for joining me so I guess we'll just start out and tell us a little bit about you know Destino Bella you know where it came from the idea you know like who was involved with you uh, so just the idea kind of came right after COVID um, it was really just and wanting to do things um, the way I personally thought that the way things should be done um, because I believe um, and all the people that work with me it's like you treat people the way you want to be treated I mean and that's a very simple old school thing to even talk about and do but I mean even if you just follow that simple rule I mean it makes life just I think a little easier and I think um, that's just kind of how I based all of my services so like I said earlier um, just the private practice aspect of it. Um, one half is just purely medical, on the books, everything insurance. Um, I can do primary care, um, family practice. So I'm able to see pretty much birth to birth to um, elderly old age, but I prefer and have the most experience with um, adolescents to um, geriatric. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's the medical part and regular conditions like blood pressure and things like that I take care of. Um, I do a lot of women's health too. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, and I am kind of, I've always been that person that will talk 
about things that are uncomfortable or things that nobody else will talk about so that it gets talked about. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, and I think, um, of course, I've thought about this and like what I'm going to talk about a little bit, but it's just kind of <laughs> like, you know, when you see those fun commercials for like prescription drugs and things like that, and it says, oh, talk to your doctor about blah, 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 may cause, I don't know, uterine, your hair to turn purple. Um, it's like when you go to talk to your doctor, that talk never happens. And yeah. you ask about that and they're like, oh, that's just a commercial on TV. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. And so that relationship part, I think, between your provider, I mean, I feel like that's what it should be is like if your doctor knows you, talks about you, you have a question about something, we should be able to talk about it. Yeah. And I think it's important, I guess, for the community and just people to like know that, I mean, your provider shouldn't be there to judge you. Your provider is there to assess you, mm -hmm. see what is going on with you and how to help you yeah. not scold you and tell you what to do yeah. sometimes it can be kind of a scolding because it's like hey get your head out of your butt what are you doing you know get to work um right this yeah, is yeah. your health but it should be like i said not a judgment thing it should be an assessment that hey this is what is happening this is what could happen to your health if you don't take care of it so let's do this about it yeah because if you do nothing nothing will change. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's just kind of what I, my philosophy now I feel like I healthcare should be, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of what I try to do. Um, I'm also a big proponent of getting everything done in one place and not having to waste so much time. So the other half of what I do on different days is aesthetic, medical aesthetics. And so I can do Botox and fillers and all those funsy kinds of things. <laughs> I have uh, my medical assistants. Um, one of them helps me with the medical stuff but during her time she does permanent um, makeup eyebrows those kinds of things um, I have an esthetician in the office too that just does facials waxing um, they can do lashes they can do all kinds of stuff so it's like everything that you might possibly need or like wonder about yes we can talk about it and if it's okay you can totally go do it right right then and there yeah um, so um, and it's okay. just to give somebody you know people like myself or like ourselves that work there somewhere to go and be able to get all of those things in one place. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of what we've been building um, from the start. Um, and it is just very small right now. It's just me, an office manager, um, my MA, the esthetician. Um, and occasionally we have some people visiting too um, that are either training students, things like that. So there's not a whole lot of us, but we try to get everything done. Um, like I said, the way I think it should be no <laughs> no yeah it will you know like even when i went into your office you know it was very comfortable you know it kind of felt like a big fuzzy slipper you know like walking in you know it's like kind of comfortable feeling you know the big yeah, fuzzy good. slipper is kind of what it felt like it's like this is comfortable <laughs> yeah and, you know like that's kind of like the comfort feeling is and um you know everything you know the waiting room is you know not too bright you know like usually yeah. like lit up like a grow room and you know. <laughs> no it's more like a living room yes yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like that i appreciated that i'm like oh all right okay okay yeah i think that kind of added to the fuzzy slipper mm -hmm. and um it was just it's really nice you know inside and the fact that you know you do that all that other stuff i had no clue you know i was don't <laughs> get botox um right. <laughs> yeah. right and it was and also too because like i said um i kind of talk about and do things that the majority of people don't talk about maybe they don't want other people to know whether it be about I don't know, STDs or it's 
about not wanting to get old. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not going to say anything. No one really knows why you come. They just know you come. Yeah, exactly. And I do so many things that it's like you can use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. you might even be there. You're not even there to see me. You're there to see one of the girls um, with Nana or Ariel for either your eyebrows or your wax. Like, you know, um, mm -hmm. and I think that kind of extra layer of just, I don't want to say anonymity, but it's just like, oh, yeah, I go there for what? Oh, I just see Lori. <laughs> And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if you don't say, of course, I'm never going to say either. And like we mentioned before, when we were talking um, that if I see patients out and about, I'm not going to be like, <laughs> yeah. because I also don't want, you know, to be like, oh, how do you know her? Like, no, it's just like, okay, you know, whatever. It's not mm -hmm. that I don't like know you or recognize you. I'm just not going to bring up stuff that I saw or did with you in the office in public <laughs> so high professional level is pretty much where you yeah, can, yeah 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 um so it's not that i don't want to say hi but you know i just want to you're with your family and i'm not going to bring up medical stuff in the middle yeah. of walmart <laughs> yeah. no that's great to hear because you know your, your professional standards are a lot higher yeah. you know, than, than most people i've even you know encountered <laughs> and so that's good to hear you know because you know a lot of people just aren't very professional these days and so it's great to see mm -hmm. in here so that, that's good and thank you for providing such a you know um vast well just a wide variety of different things for the community that's really great to hear it's almost like a one-stop shop you know like yeah. you get your eyes you get your eyes waxed you get your eyebrows waxed uh, or you know you can go ask about lady part stuff you know or you yeah. know anything like that you know that's yeah. great and it's always the famous well i just want question and it's always the end of like the visit or always the end of like the conversation and so if that's the last thing on your mind and we have a minute or oh you can schedule with me because i talked to you briefly about it come back and let's talk specifics even that just kind of getting your foot in the door mm -hmm. you know yeah, what i mean yeah. gets it taken care of instead of I hope this will go away <laughs> and then it's like huge and then yeah. it's like well we can't really do much now because it's too late yeah. so um yeah so anyway um that's just kind of what i do and um try to keep track of all of it all at the same time <laughs> no i mean yeah you're doing a lot and so yeah you have different components going on and you know that must be really interesting to kind of you know um of that organized you know you must be very organized <laughs> uh actually no okay. um method to the madness yes okay um, i know it. where everything is but no one else can figure it out except maybe the office manager mm -hmm. um my office manager johnny keeps everything together and i would not know where i'm going or what i'm doing most days uh, yeah. <laughs> um but um but yeah we've tried and um kind of part of our services too and we'll talk more about medicinal cannabis in a second is we try to kind of separate the days we do try to work people in in between but we try to dedicate mondays to talking about just medicinal marijuana mondays okay um, um okay. <laughs> right um just to kind of keep it um and we offer those days um we try to get all the cannabis appointments done that, that day so that that's like the subject of the day um people want to walk in we can definitely at least get you signed up if not worked in kind of for the day mm -hmm. um if it has to be a different day or we see you for a little bit here you have more questions we can follow up with telehealth um, or you can come back in with more specific questions um but mondays is when we kind of try to dedicate um, our time to that's what we're doing nice yeah and you know while we're talking about that so mm -hmm. can you share what the requirements are in the process to like recommend cannabis in new mexico for like you know a physician or you know who who can recommend cannabis for in new mexico is actually a good okay. question okay awesome so um in new mexico you have to be a licensed um, provider which means md do um, np pa um, with prescribing authority is the kicker um, if you have prescribing authority and you have a dea license and you have a controlled substance license then you're able to certify okay. that's 
most most providers um, nowadays carry them, and that's like a personal choice mm -hmm. uh, whether they don't. But pretty much once we're registered with the state and also held accountable for talking to people with things that could be lead to addiction and things like that, and we have to do continuing education about it all the time. Um, but anyway, um, in a nutshell, just all the proper licenses to be able to certify. And then the state puts out, of course, their list of approved conditions because the medicinal cannabis board um, up in uh, Albuquerque will sit down, put all the research together and say these conditions qualify based on this set of research to help positively help this patient. And these conditions have been research proven that you can fail traditional therapy. You can, I mean, and these are things that people have to live with. Yeah. And that's the caveat is like, we can give you things um, to help kind of band-aid things. But I mean, 20 years from now, um, the injury you had from being in the military that messed up your neck is going to be something forever that you're going to have. And mm. I don't want to give you um, um, an opiate yeah. and cause other problems. So. Anyway, um, all the cannabis uh, listed conditions are, have all been looked at, researched, proven, like I said, that cannabis can help when other treatments have failed or people have tried X, Y, Z and it just hasn't worked. Um, they continue to add to that list. You can petition to add a condition specifically to that list as well. So if there is a condition that you feel like should have its own category, you can definitely write in directly to the um, New Mexico um, Cannabis Department um, to petition for that condition. Um, but for the most part, I think the biggest um, change lately is they added anxiety, not PTSD related mm -hmm. exactly, but playing out anxiety has been added to the list of conditions. Um, and so um, as long as you meet the qualifying conditions after that part, a provider with the correct licenses can certify and say, yes, we had a talk today. This is your condition. These are the things you've tried. Um, if you have, let's say, anxiety, I give you some scales to um, fill out mm -hmm. to see where your anxiety is, what's going on. We talk about them and see what's going on because, I mean, cannabis doesn't always solve the problem completely and that's why the program is you know have they tried these things or are these things missing um because we have to have that conversation of well maybe your insomnia won't just be cured by cannabis um mm -hmm. like everyone else's um <laughs> no um, but especially with insomnia it's like if you don't get down to the root of the problem then it never gets fixed so yeah. that's kind of more of the visit and the talk we'll have especially with things like anxiety it's like well cannabis can help, you know, bring you down from like a 10 to like a seven, and then you can manage. Um, but sometimes if it's, you can also be under the influence 24 hours a day. So the happy middle ground is maybe we can talk about medication to help whatever it is making you so anxious. Um, and people don't, I think uh, the stigma is still really there behind mental health and even taking anything for mental health. But if you have high blood pressure, you're going to take medicine because if you don't, bad things happen. Um, so if you have anxiety, you make your blood pressure high. You mm. make all of these things happen in your body. It's like, why would you not treat that? Yeah. So, I mean, at that point in time, like I said, you can try cannabis. It works eh, sometimes, but yeah, you do need something a little stronger to just help you manage. Not to zonk you out, not to make you non-functional, just to have you know, more of an even keel, I guess, with your mental health is yeah. kind of what I say, a balance, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
but yeah, the the visit to just certify that is just checking, you know, see how you're doing, where you're at, if you're um, like a first time ever cannabis user. Um, if you're worried about what it's going to do to you, you're worried about being stupid, you know, um, all the above, right? <laughs> we talk about it. We talk about the appropriateness of like what form of cannabis and how to ingest it. And that way, what you're looking to get out of it, you can find in a medicinal way. Um, and you can, if you don't want to be stupid, you can avoid it, um, or know in a controlled situation, what can happen and then you're safe with it. And mm -hmm. then once people i think are over that anxiety also of i've never tried this i don't know this was a drug you know yeah, what yeah. i mean um once they kind of get over that um and can see what they can do and control it i mean miracles happen and they go off and do all kinds of stuff like yes. sleep all night yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> it's it, important yeah it is and it is really important yeah. sleep especially so anyway um just depending on one of those conditions the provider just has to sign off that yes you do yes you've done this or we've at least had that talk about that mm -hmm. um for me when i see patients especially if they're um returning cancer patients especially it's like oh what kind of cancer did you have When's the last time you did anything about that? Like, have you had your imaging? Have you had labs? Did oncology tell you it's okay not to go back? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very thorough. Yes, yeah, yeah. because it's like, I don't know. I mean, just to make sure people continue on, because, I mean, it's never flat out said that, like, yeah, you have to go once a year at least to do X, Y, Z for your health. Um, so when they come for their condition, I just make sure whatever that care plan is for that person, like they're following through with it too. So anywho, um, but getting a certification, I mean, that's really what it should be. Um, back a couple years ago is a big debate about the cash prices for cards. And I mean, they were going for as high as like $200. That's how much I paid in my, back in 2013. Mm -hmm. yeah, the first time, because um, it was really kind of, I think just poorly understood what it was supposed to be. And mm -hmm. yes, we could certify people, but I think the provider and the visit part of it was kind of lost. But I think now with the addition of the recreational program, I feel like, it is, it kind of did weed out that part of it. And the people who do want to talk about it medicinally, it's like, okay, you don't just want to discount, like you actually want to talk about it. And like, you know, I don't want to say do it correctly, but do what's best for you. Yeah. Um, and when it is under exactly the guise of, I want to try to get you from living in an anxiety state of, I don't know, nine out of 10 most days to maybe getting you to six out of 10, and mm -hmm. then you can function. Um, so it's just, I think now it's understood. Yes, it's a covered medical visit with your insurance yes if you have medicaid <laughs> yes yes if you have medicaid it is covered and it's exactly that it's like whatever it is that brings you in to see a provider even if it's to talk about cannabis um when i ask you what else you've done and not done that's the opportunity to then get started so based on just my personal philosophy whatever it is that brings you in that door to start talking about your health let that be the reason you keep coming back but if everything else domino falls into place and you take care of yourself then fantastic yeah um so anyway i think i went off on a tangent no no worries i was going to ask you uh, real quick too so real quick for the veterans we'll talk uh, more about them do you guys take does tricare and tri west work or do you, are those kind of a little more tricky? Um, those are a little bit trickier because of what they are. I know depending even with TRICARE, TRIREST, there's TRICARE for Life. There's all the other different um, variations of TRICARE. But yeah, we do take TRICARE. It's a little bit more difficult for us to like work with. So we do have to see like your insurance card to make sure. Because if we're, we shouldn't be out of network for them, but 
you know that the VA and things like that takes forever to get back to you. Yeah. So, I mean, we just have to make sure that it's covered and done. But I mean, a self-pay visit for pretty much any reason we have at the office, I think is like $60. So, I mean, yeah. Um, But if that's easier to get in, um, if they want it like as soon as possible, if not, we just have to work with your insurance to make sure. Nice. That's cool to hear because, you know, I I get vets that ask all the time, you know, does Mm -hmm. Tri Care HR West work? And I'm like, I think it does, but yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm not a provider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a difficult thing. Um, and then pretty much um, for those people too wondering what that, all they got to do is whatever number or website is on their insurance card, just look it up and see. And then usually they have some kind of system where you can just search it. Nice. So you can yeah. actually, the VA does for my veterans, they do have a provider list on the My Healthy Vet website where you can look what kind of provider you want. Do you know what kind of provider you'd be categorized under? Um, I think I'm under primary care. Primary care. So uh, look under a primary care. Or family. Yeah, family or primary care. One of those categories, they have it on there. And then just uh, search and lost Crucis and she should pop up. Whoop. You know, you'll see her name and everything. And, you know, you should be good to go there. And if it is, then TriCare or TriWest will take care of it. Um, so, yeah, thank you for, you know, sharing that with me. Mm-hmm. And um, since we were talking about updates and everything and we talked about the anxiety, you know, what are some other updates that, you know, you heard you, you have for, you know, the patients and everything? Oh, uh, so once a month we get together um, because I am an electronic certifying provider for the state. Um, So which means um, during a typical visit, if you come now with the changes that have been made, I can do everything fully online. All the cards now are fully electronic now. Uh (laughs) It's taken a while, but the system is now fully functional. Because when I went, it was kind of at the beginning. Uh Yeah. 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 (laughs) It had had its bugs. It's been really updated. And then recently, I think in like, May with the changes with the legislature, it got even, um, I guess, simpler, simplified and everything um, relates together. So the same system that we use to certify your card is the same system that the dispensaries use so that when you make a purchase, it links to it like a credit card. Mm -hmm. And then when you log into the portal, you can actually see like your receipt. So you no longer have to be asking the people of dispensary, check my units or how many units do I have? And units are how many... um, of your allotment, um, the rolling allotment for every three months that goes over, you get 425 units, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of some people are concerned with like getting close to using that amount. Um, so you can check it for yourself and not worry. Um, and then when it's ready to renew or do um, now, you can actually click within that portal and it'll send a request directly to me that you're cool. ready to be um, recertified. And then we'll just call you from the office to like arrange an appointment. That's cool. Yeah. A little reminder and everything. And wow. So the state is really rolling the ball with this. Mm -hmm. And I did give them a call probably a month after I got the card from you. Mm -hmm. And I told them, is there any way you can add it to Google pay, Apple pay? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah. Uh And you know, cause they have state IDs already in certain states that you can Uh add on there and it's just a card. You're not like doing anything like buying cannabis with it. It's just a card that pops up just like a ticket when you buy Mm -hmm. something to go to a concert, you know, they're not Mm going to tell you, or you can't go see the Doobie Brothers because it says Doobie in it, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. they should be able to let you just add a medical card, maybe a medical insurance card. You know, it can mm. fall in the category of something like that because yeah. technically you know, it is medical. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I asked the state if they could try to do that. I even looked online. I'm an IT guy. Yeah. And it is possible that they could do it. You know, there's nothing against it. So, yeah. I mean, the, it's a possible thing. And I hope they do because it just makes it easy. You just double click on it and it pop it up and it's quicker for everybody at the yeah. dispensary. Yeah. Um, and for, well, now that it's fully electronic too, I've been telling people to either take a screenshot of it, that way it comes up easier. 
save the New Mexico Department of Cannabis homepage to like your home screen. That way you just click log in and show it to them. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I agree um, just to make life easier and more condensed um, with all the electronic everything that we have. Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and with that, the two, the electronic being as wonderful as it is, um, I know that that has been a big kind of barrier for people that mm -hmm. are over 60-ish. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it is like new and it is a lot of steps that we take for granted we just click 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 go um but even for that i mean when it was going to that i even joked with the state that i was like oh you guys need to pay me extra for health literacy electronic for um for the patients because it's like it, it literally sometimes takes longer to make the process go through and just take a talk about with the visit um but now that it's gotten a lot quickly just that part and cannabis specifically yeah. um but helping people just get set up they have to have um an email just a working email address of course their new mexico id um and then with those two things i fill out the application the attestation that they have the condition they have we talked about it send it electronically immediately you get it in your email mm -hmm. after you set up an account with the state your and now for us, our turnaround time is about 48 hours now. I got mine at 36. So, yeah. yeah Which is huge yeah. because back in the day, it used to take the state statute was 30 days and the yeah. state statute is 30 days. So they have 30 days to act on it. So, but now, now that the process is fully electronic, it's not bombarded with the record depository of medical records anymore. Yeah. All the papers. All yeah. the papers. Ah. Um, now it's a lot quicker um, to just quickly go through because um, after I sign it, you sign it. It still sits on the desk at the New Mexico um, Cannabis Department and either the director or one of the, the medical director there, um, or one of their providers will still go through, double check what I put in there and then say yes or no. That's uh, approved. Automatically it generates the card. You open your uh, app and it shows you the little picture of your card and it's good to go. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's great. And that's pretty mm -hmm. much how mine went too. You yeah. know, I, I ended up downloading it and putting in an element or anything on nerdy. Yeah. But you know, uh, I've you know way they can do it but that's easy for me yeah. um yeah and it's it's i'm glad that the state did that um and i'm glad that they changed that and, and is there anything else that you know changed recently because i know the last time we spoke and you said you were going to go to a new one and oh yeah well um cards are now good for two years there's no more annual renewal so once that's we good. talk once i don't have to see you again for another two years to renew it i mean in between then you can come as often as you want if you need more help um but every two years you don't have to check in um and then once I've seen you in person, then we can develop a patient relationship and then I can even do a telehealth um, the following year. So nice. it can just be, call me on FaceTime, we'll take care of it, make sure everything's okay, you don't need anything, and I can just submit it all electronically um, when it's up for renewal. Um, so that's the big thing. Um, and then at our provider meetings, we just kind of bring up things that are kind of going around um, with the state or things that come up um, when we're certifying people during that conversation. Um, and recently we were talking about um, harm reduction. Mm -hmm. Um, so that isn't exactly getting people to basically what it harm reduction is kind of getting you to step on with something harder maybe that you're doing or more harmful for your health and getting you to step down using cannabis, um, which is kind of a controversial thing. But we had a very 
uh, frank research-based conversation about it, how to help our patients that are recovering from like opioid addiction, things like that. Um, a lot, it's very commonplace now that if you were arrested and did some time um, for an opiate or something like that, um, going through the probation system, um, they actually agree with it and will send you to go get your card as part of helping you to get off of the opiates. Um, same thing with meth, which is a huge, awful problem in our state and yes. it just continues to get worse. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say that that will break your brain permanently. Um, so just stay away from that. But we talked about the frankness of, I mean, it is a rampant problem. Um, it's a very cheap drug too. So it's everywhere. And unfortunately it hits the population that are most vulnerable yes. to get addicted. Um, but to help people kind of harm reduce and come either use less or completely come off of it. We even talked about how to help someone to do that um, using cannabis to help have them use less things, possibly get them on that path to where mentally it's like, okay, the addiction part of it, like maybe I can do this. Mm -hmm. And so we would much, I don't know, personally, much have you having more cannabis and not doing meth anymore. So yeah. um, we have conversations like that. And that's what we talked about uh, the one meeting. And then recently, the most recent meeting, we were talking about driving while intoxicated okay. and cannabis um, around town, um, just driving around. Cause I mean, I live here. Like I see what everyone else sees too. Um, and I tell everybody to please drive and assume everyone is 80 years old and high because then you'll be on the lookout. Um, but really, um, I've seen people, I mean, blatantly, I mean, a bong in their lap uh, yeah. at a yeah. stoplight. And yeah, like, I did too. <laughs> Come on, like, yeah. you can wait till you get home. So they just kind of went on safety things. Um, they just presented some extra statistics. And surprisingly, there's not as many DUIs as you would think um, out there related to cannabis since it went recreational. Um, but to just remind everyone, of course, you wouldn't drink and drive like that. So you shouldn't smoke and just eat, drop your tincture, whatever, and drive. Um, because it does impair your judgment to some degree, some people more than others. And then we can get into the whole strain dependent thing. But if you are not able to drive after having two drinks of alcohol, same kind of applies to cannabis if that's going to be like your threshold. So just a reminder that, I mean, it's not actually causing more DUIs and like accidents or anything like that around town, but still be mindful and be safe. Don't drive and use cannabis. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And that's part of the law too. Yeah. You know, and it's actually being put on billboards and stuff now that the DOH is actually doing or CCD they're doing a really good job about, you know, um, outreach and everything. I've downloaded some of the posters and they're really good posters. Mm -hmm. You know, they're spending good money you know, having really good information on them. Friends from other states are like, this is actually really good information for anybody. Yes. You know, like this is really yeah. great. You know, like it, it, I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that was really great to see. Um, I was going to ask another question. I totally forgot. Um. <laughs> uh, but exactly, um, kind of stemming off that, exactly that. It's the education that people need and the education, I mean, regarding the cannabis, regarding how to do it, how to be safe with it, because if you don't know anything about it, you don't know anything about it. Yeah. So I, mean, I think the state has actually done a really good job mm -hmm. of rolling it out there, keeping it medicinal and keeping you Mexicans safe and healthy. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'm not paid or endorsed by the state. <laughs> okay. Just that. I like the um, little caveat. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, but disclaimer. No, disclaimer. I mean, they don't, I mean, I'm not 
at all paid by the state to do anything, but I am, I mean, with their system certified so that I can get just the best possible outcome for the people here that yeah. I can help. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and thank you for the update and everything. Cause you know, I'm sure the patients, you know, really appreciate that. Cause you know, the, the patient numbers are dropping. It seems like every month. And I predicted probably about 50% back when the medical, when this all started that yeah. it'll drop and it's kind of heading towards that yeah. route, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you kind of feel the numbers are going to be? Um, it just kind of depends. Um, I really think that it's more the people, the younger people that were using it for maybe PTSD, anxiety, feel like they can go and get it and they don't need to have their medical card. And by mm -hmm. all means, you don't need to have it. Yeah, true. Um, and that's kind of, I think, the bigger why. Um, but I think if we stay focused on keeping our program medicinal for the state um, and just encouraging the population of people that are like, you know, weed is bad back in their day, those people that are really afraid of it, but can really benefit from it and mm -hmm. keep it medicinal. I think that's the way to make the program continue to stay alive and grow. Um, Cause I, I was really sad that Colorado um, did away with their medical program. Um, Cause I think it is really important. Um, but even within the cannabis community, I think if the medicinal programs completely went away everywhere. It's understood amongst the community that it is medicine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, we were talking a little earlier about how if you have your card in New Mexico, you can go to different states. I was just going to ask yeah. you those questions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are some benefits that you kind of feel um, of having a medical cannabis card? So the medical cannabis card, number one, um, gets you legit with the state. Um, number two, um, if you're using it for other reasons and your other doctors or you're not really sure, that just kind of gives you like the seal of approval that, yeah, you need it medicinally. There's the tax savings, right? Yeah, um, off the bat. Yes, off the bat, the tax savings. 20%. Yeah. <laughs> Medicine is not taxed. Um, so um, at least that 20% um, is worth something to save on taxes. Mm -hmm. And then if you do have your medical card, you can take it to other states that have medical programs or have had medical programs that, of course, um, marijuana is legal in. And they usually honor that in a discount some way with either saving you on the tax in those other states. Um, or giving you some kind of, I don't know, freebie or something. Um, because well, some of reciprocity like us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, or reciprocity, exactly, like us. Um, but even though like, Colorado isn't anymore, they still honor it because the cannabis community, I feel like they understand it's medicine. Yeah. So they'll still honor that. So, I mean, that's always good to know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have oh, one. Okay. Sometimes you, you either get a discount at events or you get in for free. You mm -hmm. know, And sometimes on top of it, you can stack. So if you're a veteran or a student or something like that, or even industry, um, sometimes you can stack those. So you get tax an additional discount. So your cannabis gets even cheaper. Um, so that's, that's another benefit. And um, there are some other protections that you get legally um, that kind of help people. I think there's more for parents than there is employment these days. The employment one's a little weird. It doesn't seem like it's working, um, but there, it does seem that you know parents are a little more protected. Do you happen to know anything about that portion? Um, I just know that from the um, population I've seen, that is absolutely true. A lot of people that maybe are cannabis users and they've always been users, now they'll come and kind of make it like legit um, to make sure that we make it legitimize it. Mm -hmm. And exactly, you're using it for medicine, you're not using it for fun. Yeah. So that kind of helps people in battles where it gets nasty with like divorces and mm -hmm. when kids are involved, um, because of course, you shouldn't be under the influence when small children are around and you have to keep it locked up and safe. Um, but for those reasons, I mean, education is everything. So if you are a cannabis user, you are a parent, 
maybe you don't know that you're supposed to put your cannabis in a separate part of the fridge because the kids co could go and get it. Mm -hmm. um, just having that talk, um, I think with the certification just kind of helps back the issue that it's like not fun time, it's medication for them. Yeah, and I like to you know remind parents that you know it's 420, do you know where your kids are? You know, and it's kind of just a simple reminder, you know, like, you, know, you remember those commercials? <laughs> yes, that's why when you said that, I was like, oh. And those were old commercials from back in the day, you yeah. know, it was, it was more or less like, you know, we were outside for so long, parents forgot we were there. And yeah. so it's like 10 o'clock, you know where your kids are? And I'm like, that's kind of late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, dang. So yeah, you know, and I kind of wanted to bring that back, you know, temporarily or just, you know, whenever I can to kind of just remind parents, you know, have that conversation with the kids know where they are, you know, because when I was 14, I was smoking weed. Um, and, you know, like, it's that's a fact. Or know, I mean, know what you have purchased, mm -hmm. how much is in it, yeah. and where you're hiding it. Yeah, or exactly. keeping it safe, not hiding mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Keeping it safe. Um, but that's really, I mean, your kids can look as innocent as possible, but you still can't trust them as far as you can throw them. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I mean, that and any other medication should be, I mean, kept out of reach and if need be locked away um, just to keep everybody safe. Yeah, I agree. And then I guess we'll go off to the last question that I have for you really. And what are some benefits for the veterans? You know, like I know there's, you're talking, you know, some veterans are a little hesitant to get their medical cannabis mm -hmm. card. And that's actually what I've experienced, you know, dealing with veterans these past 10 years I've been in the program mm -hmm. and trying to get them to get their cards is mm -hmm. they're very hesitant for several reasons. Oh, the VA is going to take my benefits. You know, I can't have firearms, you know, <laughs> you know, I can't do this or that. And so there's a lot of misconceptions. I mean, what are some advice you can give the veterans to kind of have them at ease to make them understand that, you know, having a cannabis card really isn't that big of a deal because I've had mine for 10 years. You've had, yes. And it's more getting over the anxiety of it and just, the mindset of, I mean, you were brought up and this was illegal. Mm -hmm. So now you're telling me it's okay. No, it's not. I was just in the military and I did exactly everything you told me to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, even um, just kind of getting out of that mindset um, is one thing, but for veterans, especially those have that have experienced um, anything in combat, um, any kind of trauma related things and PTSD. Um, I can't tell you um, the wonders that cannabis can do for those folks as far as anxiety, um, blood pressure, the nightmares, the reliving, um, the hypervigilance, um, all of those things you can subtly take care of with cannabis um, and not let it cause other problems in your body because of you know, I mean, you've been through some stuff. Yeah. I'll just say, um, and some things in life in general, whether you're a veteran or not, um, once you've seen it, it's happened to you. Um, you just, it is what it is and it can't be unseen and it can't be undone. Yeah. But you got to live with it. Live with it, but not let it control you. So in that sense with PTSD, um, depending on your situation, um, I know the same population is very very hesitant to medications, um, untrustworthy, maybe a little bit of like the VA system mm -hmm. and are they just pulling me through or do I really need this? Um, but in a nutshell, um, cannabis for those folks um, is very, once you learn how to control it, it might be the one little thing you need to help you get a good night's sleep or help you when you're feeling on edge because you're triggered and you don't even know what set it off, mm -hmm. but you are like, on alert, you know, and then you can't sleep because of it. Um, so for veterans, especially, I think it's just a good alternative to have before um, just to 
recognize and deal with those things and learn to live with them. Um, I think it's beautiful. Um, and all the research from the VA um, is the founding, everything that PTSD is and where it was studied. And now the fact that the VA wants to recommend medicinal cannabis too mm -hmm. is huge. Yes. So, math. I mean, if a federal agency is now recommending it, I mean, that's, I mean, the scope of that. I mean, you, you, we understand that, but for normal people, it's just <laughs> like, whatever. Um, but on a federal level to come out and say that, Hey, you know, this does work for these conditions and this could help these people. Um, hopefully it is votes to get um, cannabis off of the schedule one and at least move to the schedule two so that it can be more researched in the United States. But for now, keep in mind, Google Scholar, when you look at that, um, you can look at international research about all of these things. If you're not sure, the more education that you have and the better mindset you have coming in to like get over that anxiety about it, the better. Um, but the research, I mean, speaks for itself. Yeah, I know um, Israel has a lot of good yes, research Israel. going uh, on everything. Yes, they've, they've been on it for years, yes. yes. Yes, cancer, PTSD, um, all of the things that we just can't study here because our laws prohibit it. They've done it in other countries for mm -hmm. a really long time. Germany, even. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah Germany's, you yeah. know, it's kind of led away with that. I lived in Germany briefly when I got out the military, did some contracting, and they had to remind us uh, medical cannabis is legal here in Germany, so you can't do it because they had a top secret clearance at the time. And I was like, mm. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. so, um, but yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. You know, it kind of gives, you know, veterans just a little bit more calmness, you know, to getting their card. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to guns, guys, you know, there's, Really not much we can do with the federal law thing. There's no state law against it. Um, you're really battling the federal law at that point um, and federal regulations. Um, use your better judgment. You know, if you know you do want to risk it, I'm just saying it's up to you. There's no one really, if it was really that much of an issue, the DEA and everybody would be kicking down doors at every dispensary and around the whole nation right now. They haven't been doing that very often. You know, you have to really mess up. So, you know, they're, they're not looking at you. They're not worried about you. You know, it's your call. You know, I'm not saying yes, do it or no, do it. It's, it's your call. But at the same time, there's less to worry about these days um, with the VA changing their stance um, when it comes to, you know, pres prescriptions and stuff like that. The federal government also, and I've spoken on this many times um, here at the end of the year, we're going to be having them kind of figure out if we're going to have it on the same scheduling or not. You know, that could be a game changer. So, yeah, within a couple of months, you know, we're going to find that out. And I'm, I'm excited myself. Yes. Um, that's going to be game changer for the industry for the whole nation. Yeah. Um, the more act has been shelved more times than I can even see. And things yeah. just keep coming up and coming up. And now hopefully this will be the year. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping to. So I really appreciate you talking to me about all these conversations, your business, you know, what you do. I thank you for the, what you provide for the community. I had no clue, like the wide, <laughs> vast things that you do. I was like, holy crap, this lady's a Swiss army knife. <laughs> so, you know, it's really, really great to see that someone actually really cares, you know, like, you know, most doctors I do kind of feel like, you know, check the box, give me my, you know, kickback and, you know, get out of my office. And, but you, you actually really care. And, you know, that's great to see, and especially on the medical cannabis side, because, you know, there's not many doctors who really want to do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's very much, like I said, how you're going to live your life. Um, and not just when you're sick, it's like, you have to live with it and deal with it. And I think cannabis is one of the perfect tools to like help you explore and find that for yourself yeah definitely. and then you don't need nobody <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't need nobody well you know what i mean then you can figure out okay i feel this way or that way you can do something about it and you go about your life yeah. you don't dwell on that and you know let it bring you down or get in the way of you living your life yeah, and possibly end up using other substances or something yes, like that yes yeah.
So before we move on to our mm -hmm. last two topics that we really have for the show, because we've been on this for a hot minute, um, where are you located at and how can people find you? Social oh. medias and all that? Uh, we are located in the Telshore Tower Plaza, uh, 755 South uh, Telshore, uh, right where like Tiffany's is, Pure Life, right across the street from the mall. Um, we're in the first building to your right with the teal door. Um, Social media, we are on Instagram, we are IG underscore Destino Bella, or my work page is Lori NP underscore Destino Bella. Um, those are our two socials. And I think from there, I'm not too good with it, but from there, I think it does connect to the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. um, as you can tell, I don't really manage all of it um, at all. Um, but that's how you can find us. Um, they're really you know, social media. I post more of the funsies and other stuff we do um, but uh, like I said we do do family practice and I mean I'm not gonna be posting about like physicals and stuff like that. fair enough <laughs> um, so yeah we just kind of post about stuff but um, like I said um, you know traditional medicine, things that you need we can talk about conversations about your health that maybe you haven't had can't have with your provider because maybe mm -hmm. it's something you're I don't know too embarrassed to talk about. Um, like I said, no judgments, only assessments. <laughs> um, so we can get you what you need. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I hope more people go to visit you. You know, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's the fuzzy, comfy slipper. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's not like a regular doctor's office. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that. So yeah. thank you for joining me today. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to move on to the last couple of um, topics we have. And I'll blaze through these real fast. But they're really important. And if you guys have been following the social media pages, you know that... Um, I get information sometimes from people, and one of the things I got was a text. It was actually a message to it, um, and I'll read it off to you guys. And it reads, um, doo -doo -doo -doo, filing Justin Fowler individually on behalf of others similarly uh, situated um, versus Medicine Man Technologies, a.k.a. Swazi, you know, and, and now I believe it's Everest. Um, we're all under that umbrella with them. Um, we're in a litigation or a lawsuit um, against, or he's... Uh, these guys or tips because they, I guess, have been taking tips or you know something like that from him or employees and everybody else. But to be honest, this has been a common practice within the industry since it kind of started, um, and it's something that isn't good and it's not something that should be really practiced. I, I believe you know it's kind of screwed up. You know, sometimes these bud tenders don't really get paid that well, mm -hmm. um, and then you know they get a little extra cash on the side, and I mean. Inflation's crazy right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they could use every, every dollar that they get. And it, to me, it doesn't really make sense to take your employees' tips like that. Um, I don't know why they'd want to do that. But this is actually huge in my opinion because this isn't a small company. This is actually one of the biggest cannabis companies in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're in multiple states. I believe they're in Canada too. Um, they own several different companies. Um, so the fact that he's going after them is telling me the fact that this is going to be something that we're not going to see the end of anytime soon. I think this might be something that has the possibility to go up to Supreme court if they do side, et cetera, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, because that's, you know, it's, it happens on the restaurant side. You know, I've yeah. bartended for years yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, you see it happen and there is a loophole where this is possible and you know, mm -hmm. it is illegal to take your, your employees tips unless there, you go with that little loophole or whatever, but you have to do it right. You know, mm -hmm. if you're not, the tips that you're essentially stealing from your employees or you don't do it right, you get screwed. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, it just doesn't really seem worth it to, you know, to do that because it's really not that much more money, you know, um, going into your pocket. Being a little stingy, if you, you know, in my own opinion. And I 
mean, it's up to that individual, right? Like a waiter. I mean, you have to report your tips on your taxes, yeah, right? Exactly. It's on them. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's on them. And okay. when I was tender, it was on me to report my taxes. Right. You like know. any other waitress and anything. I mean, it's like you need to do what you need to do to account for your cash. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know why the business owners want to make more work for themselves by having this other worry of claiming they're pretty much stolen tips, you know, in a little loophole that they found. Um, and essentially getting screwed over by IRS because IRS, I fear the IRS more than I fear any other letter agency in the, in the or maybe ATF aside of that. But IRS, it's scary. You know, they, they have a lot of jurisdiction. They have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they will come down harder on you for taxes than they will for killing somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the sad truth of it. You know, Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of her and Snoop Dogg, she's the only one that's actually done time. Um, <laughs> you know, little fact for y'all there. Um, so yeah, if you who's the gangster out of those two? <laughs> and the Snoop Dogg, I think, openly admits that. Um, but how do you kind of feel, you know, on the whole, this whole situation? I guess. I mean, what is your kind of? I, I know you don't run a retail, but I mean, no. being in the with the cannabis industry, I mean, you deal with tenders all the time. Um, I, I just feel like in the beginning, um, tipping the butt tenders was kind of your way of showing that, hey, this guy took his extra time, his education, that he's obviously invested to tell me these things. And yeah, he should get a tip, kind of like a waiter. Yeah. I mean, I, I really saw that. And then I feel like once recreational kind of hit, I don't know if they stopped requiring education, but I feel like when you do get a good consultation with the bud tender as far as what they have and what you're looking for, that is above and beyond and that is service yeah, in my exactly. opinion i mean yeah. it's service not to say that people shouldn't have that service for you all the time without having to be tipped but it is it's like that's the way the industry grew yeah. and to make this <clears throat> i mean this is pretty crazy no it is and but, i'm hearing more and more that more places have been taking employees tips you know them make a certain amount you're uh, get out eligible for tips i don't even know if that's legal um, and then some have put it into some other jar and they name it something different and then using the money for something totally different other than that. And, you know, that, that might be harder. Um, to me, I just wouldn't mess with it. Like mm -hmm. I get it. You're paying some of these people $15 an hour, but some of them have really great knowledge and they should, you know, get paid a little extra if the person wants to do that. Cause I've tipped my tattoo artist, you know, I've tipped, you know, the air conditioning guy, you know, mm -hmm. I, I've tipped the guy who changed my oil before. You know, it's not required, but you can, yeah. you know, and these are certain things that you can tip. Now, these aren't tip wage employees. That's a whole different conversation, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that's one reason why they are doing this because they're like, oh, well, they're making $15 an hour. We're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. you're, you're stealing from your employee. I don't really care if it's legal or not. You know, it's it's stealing from them. You know, they, they earned it, went to that jar and the person and you're misleading the customer, too, on top of that. You know, it's very misleading mm -hmm. because the customer <clears throat> giving that tip to the to the bud tender or whoever they're under the assumption that that bud tender is going to keep that tip. it's for that person it's for they're giving it to that person not the owner of the business so it, essentially you're slapping the customer face too so when people see this and find out about this they might not be very happy with your business mm -hmm. you know and it's not the fact that you could do something right legally but morally yeah. that's almost terribly wrong you know in, in a lot of people's eyes you know you guys mm -hmm. can have your own opinions of course on that but, you know, most people that I've spoken to, you know, it just, it's kind of stealing from your employees, you know, and it's not right because you're the owner. <laughs> yeah, you know? they're the ones that need it. Um, 
but the, just the accounting for it. But I mean, oh, yeah, that's, the that's exactly part. the same thing of tips with any other industry. Um, but anyway, um, I can, I've known a couple of um, bud tenders that have taught me a thing or two, um, mm -hmm. you know, in my day. So they are very, some of them are very educated, lifelong vested into um, helping people. Um, so, I mean, tips I could totally see they just need to probably make some kind of ruling about it and then it's fine but yeah. to take it this far is I don't know yeah it's it's almost heartbreaking yeah you know? yeah it's... but if it had to come to this how long has it been going on yeah exactly like has it been going on since the medical cannabis days mm -hmm. um which I'm starting to hear that it has you know some of these places have been doing this the entire time mm -hmm. and I think you know enough people just got fed up or they just did it to the wrong person and so now they're filing the suit and it could just be the fact that the way that they're going about it, mm -hmm. it was just totally illegal. And, you know, a lot of these places might be following suit with that because people have gone away with it for so long, but mm -hmm. getting away with something and doing something legal are two total different things, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> two total different things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very thin line. And, and then that line is like a threat, you know, and it's going to mm -hmm. break really easy. And so my advice to you guys is just either say no tips, you know, guys, you know, no tips, or just let them keep their tips and just have it on your employee. You know, you know, mm -hmm. it's on them to claim those tips. Mm -hmm. You know, your life's going to be a little easier. You have less lawyer fees because mm -hmm. um, this isn't going to be cheap. Um, two things may happen. It may go on for a while or, you know, Swazi may just settle out of court, you know, just mm -hmm. to save themselves some money yeah. um, and just say, fine, well, we'll either let them keep the tips or we're just going to say no tips, you no know, tips. and those are kind of the two options. Um, or, or instead of a tip, leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Leave me a good review that yeah. I'm a great bud tender to bring more um, more business um, to at least that person gets a recognition. Because yeah. I feel like the tipping, I mean, that's what it is. It's like, this person is awesome. How am I going to do that? Well, leave a review or do something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. And then you get the people, oh, it's not fair because, you know, they get more. Well, sometimes they're just more knowledgeable, you know, mm -hmm. get on that level. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Get good. Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. The, the bud tenders out there who just, you know, kind of feel like you're not getting as much, expand your knowledge. You know, that's the best thing you can do. Expand your knowledge, educate yourself. If your employer isn't doing it, you know, you're going to have to go out of your way and do it. That's what this industry we've all done. Mm -hmm. um, it's unfortunate if your employer is doing that, but at the same time, it's on you to get good. You know, like mm -hmm. they can give you all the training too, and you can still fail. So that, that's my advice to the bud tenders. Yeah, no, no, no. good advice, good yeah. advice. And if this is you too, and you want to join this, I don't know if you can, but you know, some of you out there, you may want to start thinking about some lawsuits of your own. Um, like I said, this is a really big company. This isn't just like a mom and pop local mm -hmm. um, retail establishment or, you know, um, LMPP. Um, but wow, LMPP, I haven't heard that in a long, I don't even know where that came from. I haven't said that in so long. Um, or uh, there used to be a licensed nonprofit um, that we don't have those anymore. If there are any of the big producers or anything like that, um, it might be time to look at this because this looks like something that's been going on for a long time. Anyway, I'm going to be updating everybody on this as it goes. Obviously, this is going to be a very long story. This is a pretty much a marathon with this um, story, but I'll be keeping you guys updated on it. Um, I did get um, some intel essentially on this information. So you guys are kind of hearing this as it's brewing up. I'm still trying to get the document for this. I think it's a federal case because I can't find it on any stateside stuff and I can't get a hold of it on any stateside stuff, stuff from sources. So I'm working on the federal side and that might take me a little bit. So I'm gonna try to get the document for you guys. Once I get that, we know this is legit. As for now, you know, this was just sent to me. So it's not like essentially confirmed, confirmed, mm -hmm. but from what I'm reading right here, you know, it, it looks pretty legit, but you know, there'll be more to that soon. Do you have anything before we move on? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs>
It's like, oh, interesting. So last topic that we have, guys, and um, we're going to get out of here, is Sawmill Sweetleaf, not Sawmill Cannabis Company. Don't get those two mistaken. Um, a lot of people were, and I think the, the owner did get a little afraid that people were going to think it's him. So it's not um, Sawmill Cannabis Company, <clears throat> the one in Albuquerque that most of us know here in the state, is Sawmill Sweetleaf um, Cannabis. They got the hammer, the band hammer from um, CCD. Not banned yet, but... Um, CCD is looking at busting them. Well, they busted them with um, sending cannabis out of state and also not having the. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And not having the crack manufacturer. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, a lot of the stuff that legal businesses are happy about it, but it's very unsafe. You know, like there's yes. moldy cannabis out there that's, you know, coming from other states. There's these places that aren't regulated at all. Like the cannabis that they're sending out of state to wasn't mm -hmm. tested. And so on top of it, they're sending untested cannabis out of state on top of it. So it's like two no-nos on top of one. Um, and, you know, we're starting to see the, this kind of come to light more yeah this isn't something that like is a problem that's getting worse this is a problem that's been here yeah. we're just finding out who's doing this. who's doing it and how but i mean the whole point of it going becoming legal uh, medicinal and recreation is so that it can be a clean and reliable product yeah um so that you can buy from a dispensary and you you will get what is it says on the box mm -hmm. not wonder what you get off the streets yeah but yeah that is very important i'm glad they're actually coming down and keeping a check on it. Yeah, yeah, and this is you know a big story. You know, it came out I think about a day or two ago. And if you guys again are following any of the socials, you know, I, I've been talking about both of these last two topics um, pretty heavily. And you know, this is big because you know we see a lot of this going on. You know, I get contacted from you know people who work for other places like, oh my god, this and this is going on, and this and this. But I'm not the CCD. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm like, I don't know where you're telling me. I'm not the CCD. I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so if you guys are experiencing this, you are allowed and you can and it is your right to and you should contact the ccd you know we did like you know like Lori said you know we've passed laws and everything so that way it could be a safer product and away from what it was when it was black market um you know the the idea and it is kind of working is to shrink the black market not to kill it because you're never going to kill it it's going to shrink to a right, point right, where you right. don't really notice um, um, but even the moldy cannabis thing that you brought mm -hmm. up too i remember one of my first questions when i even started learning about this is like can you be allergic to it? Mm. Um, yes and no. It's more if the if the product has been moldy or contaminated with mold, and then you roll it up and smoke it. Well, you just smoke mold. Yeah. And if you're a person that is allergic to mold, like allergy. Related. So definitely check your packaging. It should be sealed. If there's stickers on there, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but if there's sticker, stickers on there, you know, peel the stickers and see what's under there so you know, I mean, where your product came from. Yeah. And if it something doesn't seem right, maybe it's not right, and you should say something. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And you guys ask for testing results. Um, if you're kind of weary about it, you are allowed to and should ask for the testing results for the cannabis, and they should have those on hand. I, I mean, I have people hand them to me all the time. Normally, when I ask for testing results, it's so I can see the terping um, percentages on the package and so if they bring me the testing results i can see um but if you're curious if it didn't pass something or whatever you know just ask for the testing results
case about what's happening and everything. Um, the articles I read said they couldn't get a hold of the company for any kind of comments or anything like that. Keep in mind, again, I'll remind you guys one more time, this isn't Sawmill Cannabis Company. This is Sawmill Sweetleaf. Two different entities have nothing to do with each other. Um, so just, just keep that in mind. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is just something that I kind of see as a pattern that we're going to see more of. We're going to see more of these starting to get popped because people got complacent. They got really comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, some of them were blatantly breaking the law, you know, not clear as day, not really caring because for some reason they think that the CCD isn't going to do their job at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of there it was just leniency at the beginning. You know, people were getting set up. The CCD was figuring out their rules and laws too. Yes. You know, they, they were trying to figure out, well, what is legal and not illegal? We can't enforce it if we don't know. And so now yes. it seems like they figured it out. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like they haven't figured it out. And now y'all need to figure it out. You need to get your butts in line get your shops nice and pretty because you know we're saturated and this is one way that they're going to get those numbers down so they're going to be looking for anything you know and uh, if you need help contact someone that you know that has their shop up and going and maybe you know give you some tips of what you can do mm -hmm. it's a community you know um and if you are a shop that you're up and going offer your help to someone that you know needs it you know don't be afraid to to offer your help like that you know some of these people are doing good stuff and some people just don't know you know mm -hmm. but other of them they just don't care and so. even at that, I mean, I'm sure you can just call the CCD and be like, hey, I'm about to open something. Could you do like a little mock um, inspection, something like that, where they can do a walkthrough and make sure that you're safe yeah. from the get-go, not yeah. you get into bad habits and then you didn't know it was wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're a little more lenient if yeah. you ask for that help. You know, mm -hmm. then the state does want you to succeed. They do want right, to help. Right. But if you are one of those people who just don't care, there looks like they're bringing down the hammer pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. And they should, you know, the, the, everybody had the opportunity to do this correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, you had over a year and now it's time to check on everybody and make sure they're doing it right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's fair. And the CCD is doing their job and I applaud them, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a hard job because I don't think they have that many agents, you know, like that to, to no. do this, you know, I think they're kind of spread out right now. Yeah, they are. But, um, I guess kudos to the state for the people that they have there and now that they have all the rules made like they know what they're talking about now yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a few of them, but I mean, I'm sure there'll be more and more as this gets busier. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And um, keep in mind, y'all, that we do in our statute have interstate commerce. However, the caveat to that is uh, federal laws have to change and both governors have to agree to it. So what they are doing could be legal in the future, but it's not legal right now. Um, because those two things haven't happened. So keep that in mind. And that could change in the law. There was talks in the last session of changing mm -hmm. that to where just when federal, you know, laws change, we didn't have to have two governors agree because, mm -hmm. you know, it makes sense to me yeah. once federal law change, you don't really need to have two governors right. agree. It's mm -hmm. good for everybody. So that makes sense. But as of right now, that's the caveat to it. That's the law. Got the, the van hammer essentially, and we're going to see what's going to happen. You guys updated on, you know, all these stories and everything like that. But if you are one of these places, you're not doing it right, and you're going to refuse to do it right, either face your consequences or go Bravo 6, you know, and, and just check out. So, you know, or the state can do it for you. <laughs> you don't want the state to do that for you. So, anyway, that's pretty much all I have this week. Um, I do have one event that's going to be the New Mexico Chamber of Commerce. They're having a Mary Jane Mingle in Albuquerque, August 16th from five to seven at Por Vida Tattoo. So if you guys are in the area and you want to attend that, go ahead. I'll probably have more events next week. I didn't get a chance this week because I had so much going on and I was preparing for this show and it was such a great show. And thank you so much for being on here for me. It's such a great conversation. <laughs> you know, you, you share so much great knowledge to, you know, the patients, to the, to the people out there and even just the community. So I appreciate, so much, appreciate you so much and, and what you do. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that's everything I have for this week. I will see you next week. 
Uh, we'll have another episode here at the Ask Chad Grassy Logic. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, all that good shit. And uh, yeah, you want to get us out of here and say goodbye? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> 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 oh.